Welcome back to the Nomi Podcast. We believe that knowing what to do starts with knowing who you are and who you want to be. In today's episode of Self-Discovery, we talk about what is enough. Enough time, enough money, enough sleep, or anything else that matters when it comes to your thriving. We dive into the topic of abundance and how it can help us overcome feelings of scarcity, fear, and anxiety. We often find ourselves stuck in a cycle of negative self-talk and limiting beliefs that hold us back from experiencing true joy, but it doesn't have to be that way. By defining and embracing what enough is to us, we can tap into a well of peace and contentment. Join Cynthia and I as we discuss our favorite tools to give our coaching and therapy clients to step out of fear and scarcity and into pure peace of mind. Let's dive in. So I just had a recent coaching session with my wonderful coach, Natalie, and I've realized that I've fallen into what I will call the efficiency trap, where essentially I've got way too much on my plate. I'm doing so many things. And so my life just became and has become this narrative of how I can be as efficient as possible in order to do all the things that I need to do. So I'm very in the motions. I'm really caught up in the doing. And what's taken over my brain is a massive scarcity mindset. I just don't have enough. I don't have enough time. Mm. I don't have enough resources, don't have enough sleep, almost to the point that anytime someone would ask me, how are you? I would just respond tired without even thinking about it. And I can loop it all back to this desire to just make things as efficient as possible. Does any of this resonate with you? Absolutely. Years ago, I was falling into this trap. And what I learned the hard way was every bone in my body wanted me to go faster, wanted me to, like you said, be more efficient, add more on, because that was my belief. That was how it was going to be abundant. But that was the opposite. I needed to force myself to slow down and almost get to a stop. And boy, was that scary because like you're saying, the scarcity mindset, which is a term that Stephen Covey initially coined in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, or using this word, right, efficient and effective. But we need to move away from this, as you called it, scarcity mindset into a belief that we do have enough, even though it seems like we don't. We do have enough. And it's just a perspective mindset shift, really. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And the goal of this podcast in our discussion is if anyone else can relate to what we're talking about, helping people recognize the scarcity mindset within themselves and move realistically toward an abundance mindset. But before we get to the abundance side of things, let's delve a little bit deeper into how scarcity mindset rears its ugly and often mysterious head in our lives. Because I can tell you exactly like you said, there's so many times where hoarding opportunities, not being decisive, not putting my foot mm -hmm. down, trying to mm -hmm. really take advantage of everything that came my way mm -hmm. and stuff my life so it became bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, mm -hmm. felt like abundance to me. Mm -hmm. But I realized only after I clocked the effect it was having that it was scarcity. So let's talk a little bit about what is scarcity mindset and what are some of the ways that it can show up in the way we feel and in the way we act? One of the things that came to mind was a memory of you being a little girl 
and still having the vim and vigor that you have today, which is you're so curious, right? You're so curious about everything and wanting to get involved in everything and take advantage of everything. You were fearless in that way. And so we wanted to encourage it. But what would happen is you would get decision paralysis, right? Mm. Which is you were afraid, even at a very young age, to make a decision because what if there's something even better that might come along? I know this well. It's my own life. And it's even now I get so overwhelmed by decision paralysis. The word I would like to hone in on, though, is this word fearless. One of the ways that I recognize scarcity mindset rearing its ugly head is in risk aversion. And this is exactly what you're talking about, right? Like in my child's mind, the great risk was that the ice cream flavor that I really wanted would not be available when I decided I wanted it in the future. And that would be the crux of what brought down my entire life. <laughs> Safe to say we're, we've made it through. We've made it through. But risk aversion becomes a huge representation of scarcity mindset. It comes with some very clever lies that we tell ourselves. We tell ourselves that we're discerning by judging mm -hmm. these things and by avoiding certain risks. We're keeping ourselves safe. We're moving our lives mm -hmm. forward. Does it sound like efficient? Yes, it does. Because mm -hmm. if you don't make mistakes, you can't be a failure and therefore you're mm -hmm. not wasting any time. And risk aversion well, yes, okay, when you evaluate a risk meaningfully and you avoid something meaningfully can be great. Mm -hmm. The scarcity mindset version of it is what keeps you away from exploring and being curious about certain opportunities because you're, you end up avoiding the unknown, the ambiguous. And mm -hmm. I found this to be absolutely true for myself. The more I've fallen into scarcity mindset, the more risk averse I'd become. And the biggest impact, the biggest moment that had was it kept me in a career I didn't love longer than I needed to because it was the beast I knew. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how many times this comes up with clients where I can see them longingly looking down that other road, but telling themselves, I don't have enough lifetime to make that mistake if it's a mistake. And I can't mm -hmm. even figure out if it is a mistake because I don't have mm -hmm. enough time and I don't have enough sleep. And what if I don't make enough money? Then I'm going to fail. I need to keep myself safe. And mm -hmm. that risk aversion that we cling on to and tell ourselves is really benefiting us is at the core of what is holding us back and limiting our capacity. Yeah. The other word that comes to mind is perfectionism. This sense of that it's not good enough. And so I just need to do it again. I just need to look at it again or go through my decision process again and again and looking at the opportunity but not taking any action because that doesn't feel safe either from a perspective of like, what if I don't have what I need when I finally pull the trigger? What if I am not don't have enough of the skills, of the of the resources, of the time, of the whatever, and then I'm going to be trapped in this really unsafe place? Yeah, safety is definitely a big theme mm -hmm. here. What came to mind also was the idea that scarcity mindset creates the illusion that the more we live, the more we do, the more we choose, the more we commit, the less we create so that we're mm -hmm. actually contributing to the reduction of resources. Mm -hmm. Scarcity mindset keeps us in a position of thinking that 
Every day we live is one day closer to death. Every decision we make is shutting the door in another direction. We are limiting ourselves constantly with every mm -hmm. single move we make. And I don't know how that doesn't create terror. If you mm -hmm. feel that with every single action, thought, feeling that you are closing the walls around yourself, that is a terrifying feeling. And then that fear is a vicious cycle. It just continues mm -hmm. to keep us in that place while the walls are closing further and further in on us. So mm -hmm. I can completely understand where the mm -hmm. terror comes from and mm -hmm. that it takes real and true and genuine bravery and courage to break from that scarcity mm -hmm. mindset. So what comes to mind as you're talking, Madeline, is this image that I found called the scarcity loop, which talks about four components of fear, anxiety, poor choices, and negative outcomes that go round and round. You know, an example of this could be someone, so let's start with fear. Someone is feeling the fear that maybe I'm not in the best relationship, but I'm fearful that if I move away from this relationship, I am not lovable. That's the really core fear once we deep dive into that a little bit. And so if I fear that I'm not lovable, then I worry that any other relationships I might get into are not going to be fruitful. And so we make poor choices, maybe the poor choices that we decide to stay in an unhealthy for us relationship. And this doesn't have to be a romantic relationship either. It can just be friendships. So we decide to stay in this unhealthy relationship and we decide to be someone that's not ourselves. We put on a mask or we or we pretend mm -hmm. and we compromise some of our values or our strengths for the sake of this unhealthy relationship or the other person. And then the negative outcomes are we've lost a sense of self. We don't feel fulfilled. We've lost the meaning with the relationship. We didn't create a win-win. And so this scarcity mindset leads to some really damaging things, unhealthy behaviors, thoughts, just way of being. And I love this example, especially because you've just said something really key when you were talking about what happens when we feed into this by compromising our values as one of the examples. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when we're in a bad behaviors or not so helpful, destructive behaviors. We are compromising our values. And then this illusion or lie comes to be, which is that mm -hmm. we are that person. So then if you're in a relationship and you're choosing to stay in a relationship or you're choosing to stay in a job or a friendship where you have to wear a mask and be a person that's not at the core of who you are, we act that role so much mm -hmm. that we're mm -hmm. We're making that fear not true, but we're making it feel real. And mm -hmm. so then your fear feels like it becomes reality. It's no longer a I'm unlovable, maybe. It's a I don't love this person. So obviously mm -hmm. I am unlovable as a result if mm -hmm. I can't even like myself. And so scarcity mindset and the scarcity cycle can be so damaging that it alters our reality and perception of ourselves just mm -hmm. to keep us in its clutches because vicious mm -hmm. cycles don't want us to break them. And we end up believing things mm -hmm. that aren't actually our truth. You're talking about self-fulfilling prophecy. And I'm a firm believer that we get what we give, meaning that 
if I believe that I am a less than person, if I believe that I am not worthy, right, or I don't have value, then I'm going to go find it. That's just the way our brains work. It's called confirmation bias, where what we put out there, I'm not whatever, fill in the blank, we're going to go confirm that. And so it's really dangerous. Negative self-talk is so dangerous because we lean into that. We don't mean to, perhaps. We think we're not, but it is self-fulfilling prophecy. So it's so important to recognize, be self-aware of what we're leaning into. Hi, Madeline here, and I'm just dropping in to say how grateful we are to be a part of your self-discovery journey. If you found the tools, resources, and conversations that we've had on the Nomi podcast to be helpful, then we'd love for you to consider supporting us on Patreon. You can find all of our membership options on patreon.com forward slash Nomi. With just the cost of a cup of coffee, you help to support us do what we do best, provide resources to help people feel more supported, and to contribute to a world where mental health matters. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get back to the episode. Negative self-talk is so dangerous because we lean into that. So it's so important to recognize, be self-aware of what we're leaning into. Maybe while you're listening to this, you're starting to hear some truth in it for yourself. I know I heard a lot of truth in it. When I realized these things with my coach, I started to see it everywhere, how much scarcity Mm -hmm. mindset had crept into my life. Mm -hmm. And so then what's my choice? I can choose Mm -hmm. to stay in scarcity mindset. We always have a conscious choice. Or I can choose the other side. So what we just described or what my mom just shared was the scarcity loop. And there's another side to it. So, mom, Cynthia, would you like to lead Mm -hmm. us into the abundance side of this podcast? This visual has what they call the abundance loop. And its four categories are gratitude, peace of mind, wise choices, and positive outcomes. So let's take our example of the relationship. We're really thankful that we have connections. And maybe not this particular, this specific relationship is the healthiest, but we allow ourselves to be grateful for other relationships that we can see in our life. And we start to break down what we're grateful for. And we realize that I'm grateful for my friendship with Lulabelle, where we have mutual respect. We have caring and custody and safety and, and fun and humor. And then we go to peace of mind because When I'm thinking about Lulabelle, I have peace of mind. I'm like, okay, you know what? I understand my mind. I'm at peace with what's important to me in relationships. Mm. And so then I make more well-informed or wise choices, which is, you know what? I need to probably create some distance from this person that is not really my cup of tea. And so then the positive outcome is that, When I create distance with this other person, I'm also creating room for lulabells in the world, right, to fill that space. And thus we have a virtuous cycle. Yes. What I also love about these cycles is that you can choose where you want to enter into them. So let's say you're really struggling to move from the scarcity loop into the abundant loop. 
And you mm-hmm. have a challenge where you know you're going round and round with the scarcity loop. And you say, okay, I don't want this for myself. I see it. I acknowledge I'm moving into conscious choice that I want to get to abundance. A really helpful place might not be in changing that initial fear into gratitude. I know Mm -hmm. that for some people, that's really helpful. For other people, that kind of goes into changing belief territory, which feels harder, Mm -hmm. especially when fear is really pressing down on us because it does not want to let us go. My recommendation, because this is something that's worked for me, is to skip to the outcome. And you say, Mm -hmm. okay, if I were to break this cycle, because I know I don't want scarcity, and I were to get to what I would consider a positive outcome, Mm -hmm. my success, my measurement of success, what would that look like? And then Mm -hmm. work your way backwards. If I want this outcome, what behaviors, what actions can I take? Mm -hmm. What mindsets would I want to have? What would peace of mind look like for Mm -hmm. me around this topic? And how would I translate that into gratitude? What Mm -hmm. pieces of it can I already see in my life? Mm -hmm. So reverse engineering the loop can sometimes help you to enter in the place that's the least resistant, the lowest friction for you to enter. And Mm -hmm. then consciously choosing to start that wheel until Mm -hmm. it goes round and round a little bit smoother Mm -hmm. and faster every time. So if there's a specific part of the loop that feels a bit easier for you to approach, then don't feel you have to just start with gratitude. You can, Mm -hmm. of course, start with a goal, an outcome that you really want for yourself. And in the relationship example, that might not mean breaking it off with a person, breaking it Mm -hmm. off with the friendship. It might mean having a conversation that a positive Mm -hmm. outcome would be that you stop internalizing all of this stuff and you lay your cards out on the table with someone. That also helps us feel like we have a bit more power over the situation rather than we just are grateful for something and hope it all works out. If we're actively Mm -hmm. moving toward an outcome that we want, Mm -hmm. that desire, that purpose keeps us in conscious choice all Mm -hmm. the way through because Mm -hmm. there's a goal we have in mind of where we want to get to. Oh, that this is so important. I'm so glad you brought this up, Madeline, because when I'm talking to my clients and even myself for that matter, they are really quick and they are very thorough on what they don't want, what the negative outcomes are, right? And I don't want this and I don't want that and I don't want. And so I'm always flipping them and saying, okay, but what do you want? And it can't include the word don't. And That's sometimes really difficult for us. If we can get ourselves to just ask, what do I want? If I know what I don't want to get out of that loop, Mm -hmm. what do I want? Because then chances are, once I've identified that, it's much more productive and much easier of knowing what I'm going after, right? What I'm going to focus on. Yes, absolutely. And what's coming to mind to me is the words, if you can dream it, you can do it. If we subscribe to the belief that fear doesn't want us going anywhere, fear is going to do everything it can to keep Mm -hmm. you in its grips. Scarcity Mm -hmm. mindset is going to do every, pull all the stops, give you all the lies so that you'll stay in that loop. And Mm -hmm. so part of that is it's going to keep you in what you don't want, Mm -hmm. because if you can dream something you do Mm -hmm. want, you're Mm -hmm. opening a window. And that's dangerous because Mm -hmm. you can say to yourself, wait a minute, if I want that thing and I'm a resourceful and intelligent and creative person, fear is now quivering in its boots Mm -hmm. because you have an ability to backtrack to how you might get there. Not tomorrow necessarily, not even the next Mm -hmm. hour, Mm -hmm. but there's a path brick by brick starting to be laid toward that outcome the second Mm -hmm. you start to say something you do want. 
Even mm-hmm. if you decide that the destination changes after you collect some more data, maybe you do decide you want to break it off with that person after the conversation. That's totally mm-hmm. allowed. Mm-hmm. But the second you start building a new road to a new outcome, scarcity mindset doesn't have its grip on you anymore. Even just spending a little bit of time doing that definition work of what you want. Anti-goals and stuff we don't want can get us pretty far, but the real Power is when we start identifying the things that we are willing to take a stand for, the things Mm -hmm. we are willing to put the energy in to accomplish. And I just also want to add that just because you say you want something doesn't mean that in this moment you have to have the immediate energy and wherewithal and resources to do it right now. But there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with saying, I want that thing. And then knowing that a future self, future version of yourself might be the one to accomplish it for you. And that Mm -hmm. your job is to get yourself to the point that you could do that for yourself. Absolutely. Like you said, it doesn't have to be everything. And finding that one brick to build the path, one brick at a time, we don't have to see the whole path in order to get started. We can just do it one brick at a time. Yes, absolutely true. And this comes to a point that I was so excited to include in this podcast. This woman named Vanita Bansal, and I'm really sorry if I mispronounced her name, but she talks about something when she discusses abundance mindset called creator consciousness. And why I love this metaphor of the brick road, brick by brick that we're building, is she talks about how when we're in scarcity mindset, We are not in creator consciousness. We're in deprivation. We believe that there's less of things, that things are being taken away. When we're in abundant mindset, we are the creators, not only of our own opportunities in our own lives, but of the energies and the values and the substance of life that we want to see in the world. Creator consciousness comes with responsibility for your experience. What she argues is that the more we step into creation, The more we look at creating the outcomes that we want for ourselves in life, the more opportunities, options, resources we create for ourselves, which is the core of abundance. Abundance isn't necessarily saying that there's unlimited resources out there, we're lying to ourselves and they're just for the taking. Abundance is a partnership with a mindset that believes that you can create your own life. So when we talk about outcomes and we talk about this path and laying these bricks, The beautiful thing is that you can create the bricks however you want to. They can be rainbow. They can be a certain type of stone. You get to decide how you want to experiment along that path. You're talking about personalizing it and that your idea of abundance or your idea of this creative power is yours. It doesn't have to look like anyone else's. In fact, you're going to probably bump into someone who their definition of scarcity is your definition of abundance. Absolutely true. And the best example I can give of that is decision making. Making decisions has always felt like something that is the pinnacle of scarcity mindset because the more decisions I make, the less opportunities I have, blah, blah, blah. One of the most powerful mindset swaps I made was that decisions open pathways Mm. because they make better opportunities for me. The more I'm making decisions in line with my values and purpose, yes, I'm shutting some doors, but to be a huge sap, I'm also opening some windows. And it's not just about arbitrarily opening more windows and doors to myself. It's that I'm opening windows and doors in my dream house. 
I don't need to step into that creaky old haunted house down the street. That door, I'm totally fine with being closed to me. And so the more I've made decisions in line with my purpose, not arbitrary decisions, but in line with my purpose, the more opportunities I'm creating that are the source of my joy and my energy and my passion. You touched upon something that we've talked about before, but is so important as a reminder is we really need to know our why. Why am I feeling a certain way? Why am I thinking a certain way? Why do I want to do that behavior? What's the underpinning that is motivating me or that's driving me to that particular decision or that particular dream house. Yeah. And in order to get to that purpose and meaning, as you put it, we have to treat time a bit more abundantly. And I think this is one of the biggest challenges in shifting from scarcity mindset to abundance mindset is this idea of slowing down, meaning that we have enough time. Slowing down has such an effect on almost everything in our lives because it allows us to be more purposeful. It's very difficult to be purposeful when you're moving at 120 miles per hour. There's mm-hmm. just no way to do anything but get caught in the doing. Slowing down and exploring that house is an act of abundance because it's the idea that investing your time and your resources and really getting to your meaning that you're going to have a more impactful and purposeful life experience, a more embodied life experience as well. And be careful with our language around slowing down. One of the things that I do really well is I do move relatively quickly. It doesn't need to be a good or bad thing. I know that I'm moving at a particular pace. That's a good pace for me. I know what my speed up is, and I know what my slow down is, and I know what my perfect speed is for me because I know me so well. I tune out the speed limit sign that says you should be going a minimum of 70 miles an hour if I know my best speed limit is 50. So this is this languaging thing again, is defining it for ourselves, getting the concept of, am I giving myself enough time for me, not for anybody else? I have enough. Oh, I really love you landed on that word because that's what I was going to point out. The question is, what is enough for me? Mm -hmm. And when we talk about slowing down, when we talk about self-discovery, when we talk about how abundance is different for every person, There's this misconception with abundance, which is that it's about excess Mm -hmm. or too much Mm -hmm. because scarcity is all about not enough, then Mm -hmm. abundance should be more than enough. And it's no, actually, abundance Mm -hmm. is about enough. It's just Mm -hmm. your version of enough. Mm -hmm. And what's enough for one person is not enough for another person. And so I love that you just really put emphasis on this word because I think one of the best ways that we can keep ourselves in abundance mindset is to consciously ask ourselves the question, what would be enough for me right now? Mm -hmm. And it can change. You don't have Mm -hmm. to be attached to that version of enough. Mm -hmm. But abundance comes with the idea of when you define what enough is, the world will be there to provide it for you in partnership Mm -hmm. with you. It is a combination of defining abundance, but also accepting where we are in the current moment. Sometimes we get caught in that sort of 
paradigm between scarcity and the abundant. And so accepting my life as I'm defining it right now doesn't look all that abundant. However, I can define it. I can use gratitude or perspective shifts or reframes or whatever, and I can accept what it is and then find ways, like you said, to open that window. Absolutely. So before we close out the episode, we're just going to have a little rapid fire tool round because we had a few more things on our list on how to step into abundance mindset, but we want to make sure we hold to our promise of short, impactful episodes. So we will quickly go through some extra tools, the first of which on my end, is being mindful of your language. The best example I can give is when you're talking about how much something will cost you, just changing the word cost with investment can be a huge way to shift from scarcity mindset to abundant mindset. So what I'm going to add is be careful of the company you keep. Because like we said, negative begets negative and positive begets positive. And so just be careful of the energy that you're surrounding yourself with. Is it helping you move closer to what you want or is it not helping you move closer to what you want? The other thing that I have is giving more of what you want. In other words, be a river not a reservoir, because sometimes if we give what we want to get, we get it tenfold. I absolutely could not agree more with that. That is a very beautiful note to end on. But of course, not truly end because the Mm -hmm. most important part of the podcast is coming up now. Mom, would you like to end us with a quote? Actually, I have two today. One is by Arnold Patton. We don't create abundance. Abundance is always present. We create limitations. And then the second one is Oprah Winfrey. If you look at what you have in life, you'll always have more. If you look at what you don't have in life, you'll never have enough. Both are very wonderful quotes. Thank you for finding those for us. You're very welcome. So in my abundant mindset, I am practicing gratitude right now for this platform, for the connection with all of you, our lovely audience members. And of course, if there's anything we can do to be more helpful to you, you can request podcast topics at any time on our website at nomi.coach or find it in the show notes. So please don't be a stranger. We're here to be helpful. And thank you as always for listening. Until next time. Be well. That brings us to the end of this episode. We hope our conversation provides some insight and practical ways to navigate and understand you. If you have found our show to be helpful, please pass it along. Madeline and I are hoping you will join us in creating a ripple effect of mental health and well-being. As always, thanks for listening to the Nomi Podcast. This is Cynthia and Madeline asking you to be good to you.